Ashley Brockery and Dolores Fawson's book, CAD, Chapter 16. Ray pulled CAD to the right, out of the line of fire of the person in the hall, just as the bullet slammed into the locked door. CAD and she slammed onto the floor hard. It knocked the breath right out of her, but Bree fought to regain it so she could get them out of harm's way. That was even possible now. Thankfully, CAD could breathe and react because he grabbed her by the shoulder and dragged her onto the other side of the desk. He also drew the same... Drew the small Colt 38 from his ankle holster. It wasn't much firepower considering their situation, and their situation was bad. Stop shooting, Cad! You know, he shoved the backups into inside. You could hit the baby. The person laughed. That cartoony voice echoing through the dark clinic. Bree knew the reason for the sickening laughter. There's no second baby, Cad whispered to her on a rise bed. Not here. That was Mason on the phone. About ten minutes ago, a woman dropped off a baby at the Silver Creek Hospital. The baby who looks exactly like Leah. She's alright. She hadn't been harmed. The sound that Cad made deep in his throat was a mixture of relief and dread. Relief because their baby was alright. Away from the monster who fired that shot at them. The danger for Cad and she was just starting. Thank you for cooperating with my plan. A figure called out. See, I'm not such a bad person after all. The woman I hired to take the baby to the hospital did exactly as I asked, so all is well. Cat curse. If all is, if all is truly well as you say, then you'll let us go. Can't do that. Another bullet blasts into the door. Cat's brother Nate would likely have heard the shots. He no doubt knew about the baby being dropped off at the hospital, but there was no way Nate could come in with guns blazing. Still, if Cat and she can make to a window they might be able to figure out a way through those burglar bars then Nate might be able to provide enough cover for them to get out of there later when this was over she tried to come to terms with the fact that the second baby was real that she delivered twins but right now she had to focus on keeping Cad in her alive you can have the backups Bree told the shooter she latched on the cat and inched toward the window and we don't know who you are there's no reason for you to kill us Oh, there's a reason. That's all the person said for several moments. You both know too much, especially you, Bree. You're too big of a risk because I have no idea what you might have overheard when Kurt was holding you. You might know who I am, and I can't risk you testifying against me. Bree tried to figure out who was speaking. All of their suspects probably thought Cad, and she knew too much, especially since all their suspects were tied in some way or another to this clinic. I didn't overhear anything that would identify Kirk's boss, she explained, and hoping the sound of her voice would cover Cad's and her movement toward the window. Can't take that chance to shoot her fight back. He also fired another shot into the door. Oh, and if I were you, I wouldn't try to get out through the window. They're locked up tight, and they have thick metal security bars, so you might as well stop where you are, well, unless you want his brother to die. Oh, mercy. Kanji froze. The shooter must have a camera in place of that day. We're watching their every move. What the hell does my brother have to do with this? Catch up. A lot, actually. Before your cop brother arrived to put some of his men on the roof near here, I already had a gunman in place. In the catbird seat, you might say. Catgurs. He could be lying, he whispered to Bree. But it didn't sound like a lie. This person had had plenty of time to set all of this up. My hired gun has a rifle trained on your brother right now, the person added. 
That didn't sound like a lie either, and even if it was, it was too big of a risk to take. Nate had come to help them, and she didn't want him dying. Bree knew what she had to do. Now it was just a matter of convincing Kat to let her do it. I'm the threat to your identity, she shouted, levering herself up so that she could peer over the desk. Not Kat. Let him go so he can raise her daughters. He added so that it would remind Kat of what was at stake here. Both of them died in this clinic. Their twins would become orphans. You're not doing this, Cat immediately said, and he pulled her back down behind the desk. The shooter laughed. I'm not looking for a sacrificial lamb. I'm afraid both of you have to die. Her stomach twisted, but Bree wasn't about to give up. There had to be some kind of agreement she could use to get at least Cat out of this alive. There was a sound, some kind of movement at the end of the hall. Bree tried to brace herself for the person to come closer, where Cat could shoot to kill. These are copies of the backup, she tried, not the originals. Those are in a safe place. Liar, the shooter answered. Was it her imagination, or did the person sound farther away than before? The backups can't be copied, the voice continued, and I should know, because it's a security check that I put in place. Didn't want anyone copying them to use them for blackmail. They're not coming closer, Cad whispered. She'd been right about the moving away part, but why would the person do that? Let's see here, she was trying to escape. But that didn't make sense either. Cad, she had the backups. I'm afraid I have to say goodbye now. Footsteps followed that puzzling comment. Was the person just leaving them there? No, Urquhart told her that wouldn't happen and that something was terribly wrong. Cad must have realized it too because he got to his feet and hurried to the door. He rammed his shoulder against it, but it didn't budge, and then he cursed. Bree stood, trying to figure out what had caused his reaction. She spotted a tiny blinking red light on the wall, except it just it wasn't just a light. The blinks were numbers, ticking down. Seven, six, five. It's a bomb! Cat shouted. Grabbed Bree, and they started to run. Cat had to make a split-second decision, because a few seconds were all they had left. The door behind them was locked. No way out there. It was the same with the windows. He could risk pulling Bree behind the desk, but he could see the fistful of explosives attached to the timing device. The reception area and the desk were going to take the brunt of the impact. So with his left hand vice around Bree's arm, he raced down the dark hall. Yeah, it was a risk. The shooter could be waiting for them to do just that, but at the moment, the bomb was a bigger risk, especially since the shooter had also made a run for it. Hurry, catch out of the brief. Though she no doubt understood the urgency, they raced down the hall past the five, past the first two rooms that were nearest to the lobby, and he pulled her into the next door. He dived toward the desk, pulling her underneath it with him. Cat also put his body over hers. The blast tore through the building. The sound was deafening, and the blast sent debris slamming into the desk, and a chunk of the wall slamming into Cat's back. He'd have a heck of a bruise, but Bree was tucked safely beneath him. He got his gun ready in case he had to shoot their way out of there. The sound made him realize they had bigger things to worry about than the shooter. The ceiling groaned, threatening to give away. Run! Bree shouted. She fought to get up just as Cad fought to get to the debris off of him. They finally made it to their feet and raced out the room. What was left of it, anyway, it was the same for the hall. Walls had collapsed and there was junk and rumble everywhere. Bree hurled over some of the mess and continued down the hall, cursing. Cad cut up with her and shoved her behind him. Of course, that might not be any safer. What with the ceiling about to come down, but there were other rooms ahead. 
an exit too, and he didn't want that shooter jumping out from the shadows. After all, Ked still had the backups. Maybe the guy thought the blast would destroy them, along with Bree and him, especially Bree, since the Bozo clearly thought she was the biggest threat. So this could be all part of some warped plan to get them out and into the open so he could gun them down. Behind him, another chunk of ceiling fell, slammed into the tile floor, and sent a new spray of debris their way. They kept on running until they reached the back exit. Cat hit the handle to open it. Hell, it was locked. He cursed, grabbed Bree again, and ducked into the room to their left. He couldn't be sure, but he thought this would lead them to the quarters where the infertile couple stayed, as Bree and he had done. There were more exits back in that area. Maybe, just maybe, not all of them would be locked. His phone buzzed, and since Bree was still holding it, she pressed the button to put the call on speaker. Are you okay? The person asked. Not the shooter, it was Nate. Barely, Cat answered. Did you see anyone leave the building? No. Cat cursed again and kept watching around. Bree and I are trying to make our way to an east side exit. Good. My men and I are converging on the building now. Cat wanted to ask about the baby, how she was doing after Pian dropped off at the hospital, but it would have to wait. Right now, he had to get Bree out of there. Bree closed the phone and they started running as fast as they could. Her breath was gusting. His too. They maneuvered their way through the maze of rooms and furniture until they came to another hall. There were more windows in this part of the building. Good thing, because it allowed him to see. There was a door ahead. Stay behind me, Cad reminded her once again. He lifted his gun and made a beeline to the door. They were still a good ten feet away when the second blast ripped through the hall. End of chapter 16.